Tuning in from a uh, steakhouse somewhere in Texas. Did you I just, figured, uh, once again, you don't know what the restaurant is. It's just generic steakhouse. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's a Texas Roadhouse based that's off because of the. Uh, that's the only one you know. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> There's also Outback Steakhouse, but I'm not seeing any kangaroos or that any Fosters. No, that looks that looks more Texasy than Outback oh, is sure. essentially a normal like an Applebee's. Just with uh, ab- the Applebee's like, of Australia. I don't think tech, I don't think Outback goes to these levels of decoration for their restaurants. It's been a while since I've been to an Outback. I was gonna say same same here, same here. I think it's, I think probably college. The question is though, Jared, are you going to start going to restaurants now that you've got that uh, that numero uno of the Fauci Ouchi in you? <laughs> That's a new one. I've never you've heard never that heard one the Fauci Ouchi yeah, before. The Fauci eh? No, but my I do feel my uh, my 5G starting to calibrate a little nice. bit. Uh, I, did yeah, I was tracking you on my phone the other day. <laughs> the CIA starting to take control a little bit. I woke up this morning randomly, just slapped myself in the face. I'm like, what the hell is that? Who needs an alarm um, clock when you have great. the 5G chip, you know? Um, well, I, I, I still, I mean, first of all, I only have the the first shot of the Fauci ouchie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, uh, but... Um, I have I have no plans on changing my course of action. I think the only thing I'll do now, I don't even know if I'll do that now. That I, I guess I probably will. Is that like when friends come into town, like mm-hmm. uh, like I'll hang out with them, probably at my house though. <laughs> there you go. I was like, we can hang out here, the two or three of us, and that's it. Capping at three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You didn't respond to my text, by the way. We're coming up on to porch podcast season oh you're sorry i took a nap before this and woke up like <laughs> basically <laughs> okay. almost right before it wasn't like i was telling you anything serious but um, uh, no it just that is very me. serious we, was, you're right the weather's starting to i mean it's not starting we could have i mean theoretically we mm-hmm. could have probably already done a couple if we had been in person but at this point i feel like we might as well wait until we're fully vaccinated at this point we're so we can close. if you want I'm, i we're I'm so fine close. either way well, we're so close. We might as well wait. Well, I got my Fauci Ouchie tomorrow morning. I'm not uh, not looking forward yeah. to it. I realize I have to teach. Why aren't you looking forward Sunday to it? Sunday night and Monday night. So uh, I'm hoping that there won't be any adverse effects where it will uh, impact my teaching. I'll, I'll say this. I know the only adverse effect I had was uh, it was, you know, soreness around the spot. And when I was sleeping the first night, I kept leaning over onto the shot side mm-hmm. and uh, like like having to move back over because my arm was sore. But other than that, okay. I'm fine now. I don't okay. feel anything now. There and you I go. Will say, you know, I got it in my right arm because I'm left-handed, and the uh, the person in military fatigues. I was like, I was like to the, he's like, which arm do you want? I said, let's do right arm. You know, I'm left-handed. He's like, oh, I am too. I'm like, oh, look at that. Nice. So, you know, I got the Fauci Ouchie from, you know, at least a brother. He was also black. (laughs) There you go. Uh, That's besides the point. I don't even know. I just like, I just got excited that it was another left-handed person. But anyway. You went to Ford Field, right? I did. And it was super smooth, dude. Um, Like the process would like I was in and out. It well not in and out because you have to wait for fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got in there to the time I actually got the shot was probably no more than five minutes. You know there were like two or three checkpoints where you check in. That you know you filled out the the little questionnaire before online beforehand, mm-hmm. like the fifteen uh, questioner thing. I I haven't done that yet. No, no. Okay. I just did the. 
I, I filled out the... It, I did it actually on my phone. It was pretty quick. It was a questionnaire? Yeah, it was It was only... When you say five pages, do you just mean like one question you click pages. over? See, I could tell you weren't listening again. I can always see it in your face. Well, um, it's because I'm reading. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the dead giveaway. Exactly. Um there was like there was like a questionnaire before you go like you know like asking you about your mental like allergies and like have you ever had allergic reaction to a shot and there's and they i think there's like 15 questions well uh hopefully you sh- hopefully you get a text about it because uh well it doesn't matter if you don't you just have to fill it out there in person by hand if you didn't but anyway that was the first stop and but i'd already filled it out online so that didn't so i, I just went past that and then i checked in at the next stop no no lines or anything that i'm waiting i'm just going to these spots mm-hmm. uh you know i i gave my name or whatever you know checked in you know they gave you a little um they gave you a, a name tag and they put the time on it when you get your shot because you have to wait for 15 minutes or when you can mm-hmm. leave or whatever uh, and then I went to the next line, although there were like two people in front of me and they weren't even waiting. They were like going to their spot as mm-hmm. I was getting up there. And they just pointed me to a, a little, um, you know, a little a little booth is what you okay. call it, I guess. Uh, was in there for a minute, you know, got the shot. He wrote down the thing. and They had you stripped down completely naked, right? Yeah, they, they insert the shot anally, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You made me say that, by the way. I thought, I, I thought that terrible was, joke. I blame on you. <laughs> I thought it was the. Uh, um, I'll let you take all the credit for that one. The uh, yeah. you you're telling me you didn't have to do the uh, the butt swab COVID test before you went in there. Is that what you're saying to me, Jared? Well, I, you know, as I was walking there, uh, a, fr- a friendly guy told me that he could do it before, you know, so I'd avoid any lines. Oh, Turns good idea. Th- so I actually just turned down a little alley before you got to Ford Field, oh, and he perfect. did it for me and said I was good to go. Nice. So, um, you know, I feel good. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. Now I think about it, I probably should have gotten the shot first before I interacted with this guy, but that's probably. okay. Probably. Maybe. No, but yeah, it was, it was easy. It was easy. Um, it's, it's, and the shot was, it, it was, you know, as far as shots go, super easy, you know. At first I thought, you know, you know, you think of a shot, they sort of stick it in and push the little, push the serum in. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. But this thing is like, uh, this thing, I don't know if it has a motor in it or something. <laughs> because it's not like stick it in and push, but it's like, mm-hmm. like. Really? It's not that fast. You, you, like, you, you know, tss, Really? Like it's, it goes in a lot faster than I was expecting. I was like, man, they they really turbo boosted that thing in my in my body. So, uh, like you know, it, it, as far as shots go, it, it was it was pretty it was pretty, you know, it was nothing. It was nothing. you haven't you haven't grown any extra limbs yet, any extra Not fingers yet, or toes. I, once again, I only got the first shot, and I got it like three or four days ago. So, fair there's enough. Plenty of time. Fair enough. There's plenty of time. It was actually now that I think about it, two days ago. Um, by the way, uh, um, w- uh, I'm not going to do the intro music, by the way. I'll put it in later. Um, cause I want to ask you about something mm-hmm. sure. a- and this is, that was a perfect segue. I wasn't going to bring up that I got vaccinated. I don't know why it feels weird to bring it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, first of all, b- before I get into what I was going to talk about, have you noticed Chad and I find this, I don't like it. Uh, uh, that there's sort of this sort of, um, brand, uh like brand uh not loyalty but there's sort of like this brand perception about these vaccines yep so when one a couple of my friends asked me you know which one did you get when i told them that Mm -hmm. i got it and i said the pfizer and some of them were like "Ooh, you bougie you're like "Ooh, you got the good stuff yep (laughs) and i'm like the only reason 
you're saying that is because those J and J's got the lower numbers. We don't even really know what that mm-hmm. means because everyone's saying like, listen, it's fine. And then also because I, at least I don't know about other people. I've heard of Pfizer before. I haven't heard of Moderna until the COVID until COVID came around. Right. So it's so to, like to me, and I imagine a lot of people like me. I don't think I, I don't think I'm an outlier per se. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that we know the brand Pfizer. Right. <laughs> We've all right. heard of it. Although I have why. I have heard that Pfizer, out of all the available vaccines right now, Pfizer does have the lowest amount of side effects. Is what mm-hmm. I heard. Um, uh, now, I'm not a doctor, and that's not medical advice or fact, but that's just what I've been. That's the well, on the here's some more. Here's some more. Here's uh, not facts that I heard online is that people saying that with the Moderna vaccine that the people that do like it's good to get the uh, the reaction. Like that's not a bad thing, and right. like that that's a good thing. But then I'm saying, but but they say that, but I'm like, yeah, but it's not bad if you don't get a reaction is it does that mean it's not working <laughs> but anyway that's not what i want to talk about because now we're just right. going off into a whole bunch of conjecture that we don't know about let's do a little bit more conjecture on something slightly different but still covid related mm-hmm. more untranslatable podcast related dude have you heard about the vaccine passports pa- vaccine passports no i mean i figured they were they were bound to come out eventually but no mm. so I'll, I'll i'll read a little bit to you about it to you this is from business insider uh, vaccine passports are spreading uh, across the world, um, and here's how it could work in the U.S. You know, the vaccine passports are set to come to become a part of daily life across much of the world. Restaurants, gyms, sports stadiums, and other venues could reg- uh, could require digital documents as proof. Uh, uh, as proof a person has been vaccinated, Israel has already rolled out a vaccine passport scheme. Do you say scheme or scheme? Scheme. And other countries are close behind. Uh, here's how the schemes could work. <laughs> <laughs> Vaccine passports are, uh, are set to become a part of everyday life. I see, I, uh, countries uh, that are included are uh, Israel and the UK and most of Europe is following close behind on this scheme. Uh, while the U.S. government says it won't introduce federally mandated vaccine passports, it does look increasingly likely that many restaurants, gyms, and sports stadiums and other venues would require such documentation to prove they have been vaccinated against COVID-19. Uh, and they may also be required for international travel. I can already see the videos on social media of people trying to get into like concerts or stuff and like refusing to show that right. they've been vaccinated it's like i don't have to get va- it's, it's against my you know it's not you know you're you're this is against my constitutional rights um, well that does i do wonder though jared how how ethical it is i mean do we have any like in the past have we ever had any other instance where we needed a vaccine passport to go to places you know what i mean well we need it internationally i had to get i had to get malaria vaccinations to go to tanzania and some other shot that i got before i went to but tanzania. that's like specific for that country right yeah so- but these are all countries putting in the these are all rules specific to that country but just a lot of countries are choosing to adopt this rule right in well, my I'm mind it's no different so- just a lot of countries are finding the covid vaccine very useful well i'm right the the international travel doesn't doesn't surprise me as much as 
like gyms or businesses. Oh, I see. You mean like local yeah, uh, establishments? Yeah, right. Because I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like it to me. There's maybe it's just me being a weird American here, Jared. But they're just to me something seems almost slightly un-American to force people to, um, you know, say whether or not they've been vaccinated. However, it does then beg to ask the ethical question of. Well, if you're not getting vaccinated, if you're not um, living life um, vaccinated, living life well, vaccinated, not, not even vaccinated, but I have just that bumper sticker on my car. Nice, you got it. You got it right after you got the vaccine, right? They handed it to you as a. Uh, by the way, I freebie. saw a woman out front, and she looked. It doesn't matter how old she was, but she was out front taking selfies with her. Uh, with her vaccine card. <laughs> oh, dude, I've seen so many, so many people with that. It was I've funny seen them during line, but it was fun to see it in real life happen. <laughs> right, happen real time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I had I had uh, my students uh, last week. We were talking about some of the vocabulary words, and one of them um, was trendy. And so I told the students, well, what's really trendy in the U.S. Yes. right now is to post pictures of your of yeah. your vaccine card on social media. I'm I not going to do that bullshit. But it's definitely becoming me. more and more of a flex. Yep. Uh, and may, maybe I, maybe I'm so uh, I, I'm not going to say I'm some sort of hero or anything, but I really wasn't even going to bring up the the fact that I got vaccinated. But you did, right. so obviously I'm not just going to sit here and lie about it. That's um, hey, that's totally fine. <laughs> you because there's you nothing can blame wrong with getting that. vaccinated. Well, but, and speaking um, of which, though, Jared, there was a reason, actually, I wanted to bring this up to you, um, because I came across this uh, article from The Insider, and this is just too, too Business hilarious. Business Insider? Um, no, I, just Insider, Insider.com. Yeah, but look at the URL. It probably says businessinsider.com slash... Nope. Insider.com. What, there's slash. a different one? Because I'm looking at a, the top of my thing does say insider, but then it says businessinsider.com slash vaccine passports. Interesting. So there's insider and then there's probably still the same. same Maybe, com- but yeah, it's just insider.com. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, so Jared, <laughs> listen to this headline. Uh, so, so we had talked about either the last episode or the one before. Uh, we talked about Jared trying to live his best white boy summer. Well, <laughs> yeah. Now I got something even Seems better fun. for you, Jared. Hot Vax Summer. Mm. Uh, here we go. This Hot is getting, Vax this Summer is getting out of control. Is coming and it's set to be a blissful release of pent up horniness, <laughs> according Jesus. to the insider. That's... Yeah, th- oh, you man. know, you could have just read that first sentence and I would have been like, oh yeah, no, this isn't the same publication. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and so here, here's just like a couple of the sub sub headlines that are kind of funny. Um, as uh, more people get vaccinated, we can't stop sharing our biggest hopes for a hot vaccine summer. Um, horny folks told Insider they're ready for, and I quote, hoe phases. Uh, and this was kind of fascinating, Jared. No underwear in public and spontaneous dates. What does that Listen. even mean? Does that like the no underwear in public? I mean, that's a personal choice, but that just seems uncomfortable right. to me. And yeah, what is a spontaneous date? You're just walking down the street and you just grab any stranger off the street right, and say, hey, exactly. let's go get some dinner or let's go ice skate. <laughs> you know, you know, Jared, we need to take it one step further with the vaccine passports and have the um, hot vax passports as well so you know if you got your little hot vax app on your phone you walk Mm. by somebody it pings you and you can go on your spontaneous dates that's one of the that's one of the pictures you put on your dating profile is a screenshot from your uh from your vax passport 
Exactly. Got, you, you put a you put a picture of your real passport, you know, to show that you like to travel, mm-hmm. and then you put a picture of your vast pa- vax passport to show that you're uh, legally allowed to enter uh, countries <laughs> and have a hot vax summer as well, Jared. I mean, that makes perfect sense, bro. I mean, we're two people that have be- became single in the midst mm-hmm. of a pandemic. Yep. So, not ideal. Um, not ideal. <laughs> so, uh, so this should not be a shocker uh, of a thing t- for either of us to read or learn I, about. No, not not at all. I just thought it was. I just thought the phrase "hot vax summer" was kind of funny sounding. You know, I, it it is, but I think w- this is the problem with social media. We've gone too far with the hot whatever summer. Okay. Right. We've gone too far. How did that start? Wasn't it like hot girl summer? Isn't yeah, that how Meg that started? Stallion. Yeah. Okay. And that was fine. She started that thing, hot girl summer. But now, now it's gone. It's gone too far. Hot vac summer, white boy summer. What's next, Jared? Oh man, I don't know. Untranslatable summer. That would be nice. Ooh, I'd be hit us hey, up. You know, pretty soon it'll be uh, it'll be a uh, porch podcast in summer. If you know what I'm saying. Oh hell that yeah, is for dude. sure. Hell yeah. That, 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 sure. that is that'll be definitely the best. Speaking of uh, chilling What's up, outside, player? Jared. Sorry, I just I haven't played that in a while. <laughs> you're, you're I missed good. it. <laughs> um, speaking speaking of chilling outside, uh, I'm making some more progress on my van. So I don't know mm. if you want me to give you a VUP date, which would be a van update. <laughs> a VUP date. I um, would I would love a van date. Please. Uh, ooh, a van a van date. All right. Well, that sounds kind. Of, and anyways, yeah, that um, does sound like uh, something a little different. Yep. Yep. Um, I would so, like that too, but after you've updated, after you've done the updates, take me on a van date. <laughs> all right, f- fair enough. Well, we we have a couple more of updates before it's van dated ready. But uh, so so I've got the uh, the floor, and then I put uh, my parents had a bunch of um, old indoor outdoor carpet that they weren't using, so I carpeted the floor. Oh, nice, the wood floor. So that's super comfy. Now let now. me ask you this: mm-hmm. since you've put the floor in, have you noticed? You know, it's already a slow van. Yep. Have you noticed it get slower? Nope, okay. not yet. No, it's our. It's it was already pretty damn slow. So, so right. I'm not sure right. how um, <laughs> how much slower it could I get. I mean, it can get slower, especially if you, I, I ask because you know I don't know how heavy the floor is. It's not that heavy. So the floor oh, okay. is just a a one piece of like this high density uh, pressure wood. Um, so it's about it's uh, 46 inches across and uh, 75 inches long. So it's so it's about six feet long and about give or take I think four feet wide, um, mm. for our imperial so uh, like measurement ten, people. So out like there. ten pounds. Yeah, yeah. I One mean, you can pick it up pretty easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One stone. Um, and then and then you know I have a couple two by fours as legs just to support it. So it you know where the where it dips by your feet if mm-hmm. if there were passenger seats in the back. Um, so it's level ex- exactly so that that works out pretty well um the beds in there now the uh mattress uh, all that good stuff i have um now i have uh on order some reflectics so i can block out the window so when i'm sleeping at night um, that'll be perfect s- for the van dates <laughs> exactly for sure uh let's see here what else what else have i done now i ordered my um uh bump step do you know you know what that is don't you jared is that like a step on the outside of the van? Yeah, so it's a step that just goes in the trailer hitch. A step that goes in the trailer. Oh, and okay, I see. So you can step and, up like mm-hmm. one thing I want to do eventually is get either uh, get a roof rack on it. Um, and then I've seen a couple people uh, You have online. the high roof van though, don't you? Yeah. So yep. you get like a ladder attached? Yep. Yep. I'm oh, hoping that's to dope. Yep. Ladders I'm hoping to dope. get a, 
Yeah, I'm hoping <laughs> to get a ladder on there and then um, put a roof rack on the top eventually. And what would you put up there? Um, or just well, for storing stuff? Well, one for storing stuff. Also, I, I just, the other day when I was sitting in the van, I was like, it'd be really cool to just be able to sit and chill on the roof. How would you do that? Because you need more. You need some sort of flat surface on well, top yeah, of the so roof rack. Well, yeah. So you put rack. a roof rack, and then you put something on top of the roof rack that's flat. And Dude, I've seen a couple awesome. people do that. Yeah. You have like almost like a not a tree fort, but a van fort. Yep. Now that's how you have a good van date right there, Jared. Yeah. See the stars. Exactly. Oh nice wow! Bottle man. of wine. Oh, I got my cooler. And my cooler. So here's my new kind of uh, rule of thumb for the van, Jared. Mm. Whatever I get in the van, more or less, it needs to have at least two purposes. So mm, no single uh, purpose items. Right. That just takes up space. Right. Except for like stuff like clothes. Like, well, I guess clothes could be multi-purpose if I you're mean, you, creative you enough. Theoretically, if you're gonna be in some sort of van life situation, you're gonna be wearing some clothes more than one day in a row. Right. So I think it would be ideal to have good clothes for wearing more than one day in a row. Except for uh, no undies for hot vac summer, of course, Jerry. Exactly. <laughs> but then you're going to need extra pants. That's true. Um, or, or, or just, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Or just what? Yeah, so, so, the, so I've, also, uh, <laughs> I've also figured out that I can fit. I have like these um, like little storage container thingies. I'm going to put uh, three or four of those under the bed. So um, so then I'll put some some snacks and treats and goodies in there. So that's one usage, storage. Mm-hmm. What's yep. the other usage? Of a storage bin? Well, I guess if you stacked them, you could sit on them if you really mm. wanted to. Okay. Um, oh, I did get this really cool camping chair that's just this little fold-out one, and then it has a, uh, an insulated cooler on the inside of it. So you open it up, and then below you can unzip um, mm, in the like bottom and beers. put some... Yeah. And just not not move from your seat. Exactly. Have cold beers ready to yep. go. <laughs> and then and oh yeah, and I, I think I mentioned I got my cooler. And the cool thing about the cooler is number one, obviously for food storage, but also to sit on it. And there's even a little cutting board inside the cooler. Um so oh, that's okay. pretty cool. So okay. So we're getting there, Jared. One thing I need to figure out, and this is where I'm still working on, is uh, I want to get a table in there. Or, or like build a table. What I've been mm-hmm. thinking is I still have some extra wood left over from the floor. So what I want to do is just measure out where to put like legs and see if I can like take like PVC pipe or something like that. That's like more uh, a lighter material, but still somewhat strong. And then I could just have like a fold up and fold down table. So like when I'm driving, I would fold the table down. And then when I'm chilling somewhere, I could just set up the table. So Sure. Got to figure mm-hmm. that out, though. We'll we'll see, but we're getting there, and I'm I'm getting excited. Um, I'm sure the next your, couple of weeks will be the time. Your Google searches are are transit connect van heavy. Yep. I've also <laughs> I've also uh, been uh, pondering the idea of potentially getting some um some like all terrain tires. I've seen a couple transit mm, vans with talking. some like cool tires. Um, now we're talking. It's about a thousand bucks, though. Well, a little more than that, actually. Do you so, know the kind of tires you're interested uh, in? Oh, I, I I have it bookmarked on my page. Um, is it is it is there is BFG? Is that no? That is or a BG? company. Yes. Is BF it, Goodrich? Yeah. Maybe that was the yeah. That might be the one. It was really cool. Well, that's the that's the brand. So that's right. not that's not like the tire. That's just a you know they make all sorts of right. tires. But hey, if you have any recommendations for a good uh, all terrain off road tire for for the Transit mm. Connect. Send them my look, way. I would look at 
I don't know a lot about off-road tires per se, but I'd look. What we what you have like 15s on there? That's right, baby. I, Roll I up would, on the 15s, player. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you're gonna first get to try to get some 20s on that on that biatch. Some spinners. You better believe it. <laughs> um, I, I would look at to see what sort of stuff they put on like uh like uh what do you call those uh super cross trucks or something like that. Okay. Because you know th- those are popular cars that they turn into uh into uh, like little mini off roaders. Okay. So I would just look to see what they put on those. That's all I'm saying. You nice. Know, rec- I, I don't know a lot about off road tires. You know I don't do off road stuff, but that's fun. And mm-hmm. That's the, that's the fun stuff. So I like to hear it. I thought. Uh, I look forward to more uh, updates and in, in, pre- in preparation for our uh, van date. For sure, I would like to. Um, I would like to. Um... <laughs> I didn't realize I was gonna play the song. This is what That's I would okay. like to do. Play the song. It is fine, I guess. It's just weird for the love I'm spreading. Uh oh. <laughs> Let me just spread a little love. <laughs> Let me just get to it. Uh, I would like to spread a little love. R.I.P. Oh, to DMX, yep. dude. Yep. Uh, it's 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 interesting to see the amount of um, not interesting. It's lovely, I should say, mm-hmm. to see the amount of like a love that's being spread for the guy. I, and, you know, there's uh, yeah, a lot of people that took pictures with him. A lot of mm-hmm. it seems like he was a you know, especially in his later. I don't know about his younger years, but it seems like he was a he was a good guy. You know, he was uh, obviously a very uh, uh, you know he had a lot of challenges with um, addiction and stuff, and he had a rough childhood. But um, you know, it seemed like overall he was a good guy. I remember in third grade, I got in trouble for singing a um, a DMX song. If I'm Ooh, not mistaken, which song. I don't remember exactly what song it was. Um, Rough Riders Anthem? I feel like it's whatever one goes, D-M-X. Like oh, that's like a good that. one, yeah. But I'm just guessing. Oh, I'm really is- just guessing, to be honest with you. I do know 100% it was, an, it was a DMX song, though. Right. And I remember, I, I believe it was third grade. What's um, my name? Did it, right? That's the one. Maybe that it? might have actually been it. Maybe, I, but you know, once again, I, at, at this point, it's the, these mem- these. I'm just memori- remembering memories of memories. For all, it could have been fourth grade, could have been second grade. Uh, I think it was third grade though, because I feel like I remember the classroom, and I got in trouble for it. It was uh, indoor recess, I believe. It was mm. raining really hard or something, and I was hanging out with a friend, and I just started singing it because it's a good song and I liked right. it. Um, and I got in trouble. And um, you know, I went and I felt I felt like that was my first uh, run in with racism because if I had okay. sang some sort of, <laughs> I'm partially oh, serious, partially, kid, partially kidding. <laughs> if I were singing, I don't know what were the kids listening to. But, oh, they want to be with you. <laughs> I don't think there would have been that's Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, yeah, it? I don't think there would have been any problem. But if, you know, he starts singing this aggressive black well, shit, people well, get scared. Well, I mean, DMX, uh, not that it was right that they punished you for it, in my opinion, but, um, I mean, I'm reading the lyrics right now to What's My Name. What's my name? DMX, I didn't sing all be the, the lyrics, best. by the way. Okay. I, like, I didn't know all the lyrics. It was more just, like, the the hits of it, like, What's My Name. Because, you, t- you know, as I got older and I, and I actually understood the lyrics, because in third right. grade, I didn't know what he was saying. Right. But as, you know, now that I'm an adult, it's, it is... Pearl clutching at times, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I but was yeah, DMX is something DMX. else, though. 
I've been I I have listened to some DMX post uh you know post his death and and it and it is it is uh it is funny how like it does it does get, give you that stank face and you just oh, for yeah, sure. I love it but it is still it still is a little pearl clutchy I'm not gonna lie and I'm an adult and I'm just like D- I mean DMX, this probably please. isn't something that I would be bumping if I was riding down the street in the car with my nephews right now <clears throat> um maybe have to find yeah. the clean Listen, version I shouldn't have known any of the words to that song in third grade to be honest right. with you well, so maybe they, I mean. I was listening to DMX and Eminem when I was that age. And like, I mean, what, Slim Shady? What's the opening lyric? Like, hi, kids, do you like violence? Oh, yeah. Do, do you, you like uh, Do you do like you it when I shove? Or, yeah, yeah, Nine shove. Inch Nails right into my eyelids or something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we definitely were exposed to some pretty extreme music lyrically when we were younger. Yeah, but. well, Eminem was also like a local hero around around here, too. Was. He still is. But like... Right. Uh, like yeah, people. Everyone loved Eminem here. That, mm-hmm. but yeah, no. Eminem was was equal level. Uh, was you know he's still alive, but Eminem's mm-hmm. music is similar level to DMX in terms of aggression. Although D- Eminem specifically has that weird sort of obsession with hurting his family members. That uh, <laughs> mm. I don't yeah, think DMX, DMX is different. I don't think yeah. DMX delved into specifically hurting his mother and right. and baby mothers as much as uh, Eminem did. But uh, yeah. R.I.P. You know, yeah. also another Shout person, mm-hmm. another person that that died uh, recently. Oh, jeez, I shouldn't even have brought this up because now I. Yeah, why are you even saying this? Uh, okay, fine, forget uh, it. Or no one else I, died. I I know who I think you're. I think I know who you're talking about. An old an old fogey who uh, <laughs> that's hilarious and lady and you find and you're like, <laughs> oh, there is this one. We won't talk about it, but there is this one. <laughs> British interview. I don't know who they were or who was being interviewed, but it was this interview, and it was, um, and it was like these, you know, talk show host, and they're like, "Oh, could you tell us how um, the? Could you tell us a little meet cute story about the queen, and uh, about the queen and the prince, um, please?" And there was like this long, um, and there was like this long, like, how did they first get to know each other? What, what what were some of the early stories of how they got to know each other and how they how they first uh, became aware of one another? And there was like this maybe like ten se- or five ten seconds silence, and he's like, it was just like, well, they were related. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, they're cousins. They were cousins. We <laughs> saw each other at the family reunion. Oh, it was, it was, it, it cracked me up. I listened to that like I don't know why, but I listened to that clip so many times. I, bl- I believe um, it. That is mm. hilarious. But yeah, you're right. I should have stopped while I was ahead. But I can't help myself. These are the things that are happening in the world, and I'm aware of them, Chad. Okay, but we're over. Good that you're the, informed, Jared. Good the the clock, the clock is about to tick. So let's not let's not you know fight it any longer. That's right. It is that time for some untranslatables, some idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on one to one basis in English. I will get us started today, Jared. Uh, I think we've used this one before, but it is definitely a, still a funny one, uh, a good one. This is, uh, I believe, it's Mexican Spanish. Um, Sin pelos en la lengua. Okay. I, I'm not going to take a guess. Without hair in your tongue. Without hair in your tongue. See, my, what I first think of is what actually I think Kevin Hart used to say in one of his bits, is say it with your chest. 
Okay. So it's like, so it's like this person does. Maybe this person's not brave if you don't have hair on your tongue. You know, I also think maybe like black coffee puts hair on your tongue or something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Or also something that could put hair on your tongue. I could also think of it as from like a religious standpoint. They could say like if you masturbate, that'll put hair on your tongue and that could like scare children. No, that's just I Harry s- Palms, Jared. Harry Palms. Oh, right. That's what that um, is. That's what that is. But um, <laughs> so you 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 were really close, I think, actually, with your first your first guess. Mm. Uh, we actually do have an English untranslatable that also uses tongue. Um, and I would say someone who doesn't do this with their tongue would be um, the same as uh, without hair doesn't, in your doesn't tongue. Doesn't mince words. Very good. Mm. Very what's good. The tongue, what's the tongue untranslatable? They don't bite their tongue. If you oh, bite your tongue, yes. you're, you're holding in words that should not mm. be minced perhaps yeah yeah i'm not gonna mince words yeah right for sure okay um my first untranslatable is albanian you know i watched a movie yesterday and i got albanian untranslatables in my head i saw um war dogs on uh, netflix have you seen that movie with uh, yeah. uh with jonah hill and uh, i can't think of that other, that other guy's name but i've seen him in a in a bunch of things it, it's a good movie michael Sierra. <clears throat> no no uh um not michael Sarah. uh what the hell is oh miles teller oh okay um it's a good movie it's about these young 22 year olds that um end up uh getting into like the the gun trade business and obviously like most people in the gun trade business it turns illegal fast mm. um well, that's anyway, how you make the the big bucks, Jared. They do the they do business. Money. They do business trying to buy stuff from Albania. That's why I got Albania in my head. So this is nice. not translatable from Albania. Most be nigga Kina. Do you know what? Yeah, you might know what Kina is. You've uh, been there before. Oh, China. Okay. Yeah. Don't come from China. That means like uh, I'm going to just take a guess here that. I'm guessing the Albanians maybe are uh, a little hostile or skeptical towards the Chinese. Maybe and it means like don't be impolite. I I uh, no. <laughs> no, okay. I'm not gonna take it as some. I don't take this as something offensive. Okay. Um, I think it's more to do with the fact that China is very far away. It's just a distance thing. Oh, so when something Other takes a very world. long time, don't come from China. Yeah, but you're telling someone don't come from China. Oh, don't be late. Uh, no, but I like that. That is good. <laughs> we have we have untranslatables. It's more about was say you'd say this in conversation. It's actually actually similar to your untranslatable. Don't keep me waiting. It's actually on the exact same. Now that I just think about it, it's on the exact same line as your untranslatable that you just gave me. Don't come from China. We're having a conversation, and I'm like, listen, don't come from China. Just oh, just, just tell a, me, get it out, spit it out. Go. Don't beat around the bush. Okay. And so it's like, don't take the long way is essentially what they're saying. They're like, that just, makes sense. just get to okay. the point. That makes sense. Just mm-hmm. get to the point. That's fair enough. Well, I'll, I'll just get to the point here, Jared, uh, with my next Spanish untranslatable. Me pica el bagre. Which literally means the catfish is pecking me. That sounds like something they'd say in, um, in Louisiana. During a van date? <laughs> No, just I'm just teasing. Uh, That's hilarious. Yeah, the, the catfish is pecking me. <laughs> that is a great untranslatable pickup line right there. <laughs> um, 
Um, no, I was thinking of, you know, because like in, in, in those swamp places, they have that uh, sport of going mm-hmm. into the swamp and catching catfish with their hands. I can't think of what they call it. Noodling. Okay, well, there you go. That's why, that's why I thought of uh, the South. Um, but I like your I like the way yeah. you said it better. Well, I, I I could for sure see envision people from the from the south saying saying uh, um, gosh darn it that catfish is pecking me. Oh, it's like something's like bothering you. Um, um, kind of. Um, you might say this if you've been waiting a long time. Say you're at uh, on my steakhouse. last nerve. Uh, you're getting on my last nerve. Nope. Say you're at your steakhouse okay. and uh, you ordered your food, and uh, it's been it's been a while since you've eaten and since you got your food, and then you say, uh, "The catfish is pecking me." Oh, to be hangry. There we go. Very good. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't even put, I can't even put that together on why that would make sense. Yeah, I I have no <laughs> idea either. But they don't always have to make sense. So, that is true. Know, we we don't have to. Most waste of a lot the of time, time, they don't make sense. That's true. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just us trying to make them make sense. True. Um, I have a Hausa one, which is a oh geez, I not now I forgot. I believe it's spoken in like Nigeria and Niger and uh, West Africa. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway. Um. My untranslatable. Hold on, going back, going back to it. It's not. Uh, see, actually, I take it back. I think it's East Africa. I can't even tell. Um, anyway, I'll give you the untranslatable nonetheless. Jeez, I'm like clicking a whole bunch of random <laughs> programs, and so shit's opening, and I'm like, just click on the on the. No. Anyway, here it is. Kunkudu yana son dambe bashi da yatsa. The tortoise wishes to fight with his fist, but he has no fingers. It's when you're uh, when you're wishing for something you can't have. Uh, oh, jeez. Okay. Hoping you're hitting that ham horn. <laughs> oh, I don't even have it handy anymore. I still haven't gone back to my previous. Uh oh. Uh, situation. Was I right? What 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 did you say again? Sorry. I said, what was it translatable again? That's hilarious. <laughs> the tortoise wishes to fight with his fist, but he has no fingers. Oh, when you try something and uh, it's just not possible. It's impossible. Can't do it. Sure. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I don't have a ham horn, but very good. All you right. know what I will give you? I, I will give you something because I know you are very needy. So I'll give <laughs> you What's a, up, player? Uh, what's up, player? Good job. Shout out to you. <laughs> Let me give you one last untranslatable for today, Jared. And this one is German. And uh, it is, since we are talking about food, I thought it would be appropriate to have a food-related untranslatable. This one is drei Käse hoch. Three cheeses high. Yes, sir. That that sounds like three sheets to the wind to me. What I does that mean? Uh, you don't know what that means? That's mm-hmm. an English untranslatable. Three sheets to the wind. There's a bonus mean? untranslatable in there. That's to be hammered. To be very intoxicated. Oh, really? <laughs> Three really? sheets to the wind. I wonder why yeah. that is. Interesting. I don't know. Anyway, what was your is, is it does it mean Dry to be hammered? A hole. It does Three not. cheese is high. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> that would be that would be hilarious if that's what that meant, but no. Um like you could uh for example say your you know, we're we're getting to that age, Jared, where lots of our friends are uh, are getting married and having babies. Mm-hmm. And so uh 
you might go over and see their newborn and you go, oh, look at that cute little newborn. It's uh, three cheese high. Very small. Is that just a way of saying very small? Exactly. It means little. Uh, okay. We okay. little baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dry key as a whole. I thought that was kind of funny. But right. today, Jared, we are talking about the opposite of little when it comes to food. Because we are talking <laughs> yeah. about some crazy food challenges three at tree, uh, restaurants. Three cheese high is nowhere close to enough. More like 300 cheese high, I would say. You know, I'll say this. Uh, I, rem- I think back to, I believe it was our last episode about how the U.S. and the U.K. aren't that different. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking for these eating challenges... And I'll explain what they are. We'll explain what they are in a second. I realize we probably should. The only other country that seems to come up consistently that's doing food challenges. Do you call the UK a country? The UK is not a country. UK the would UK be is multiple countries. Correct. The only other area that comes up that's doing these food challenges is the UK. Which- I noticed that too. It was <laughs> I even specifically googled like around the world, and it yeah, was and like it's all like Scotland and England and yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like US and. But hey, I the mean, king's we are, breakfast. Exactly. The, the, yeah, the ultimate king's breakfast where it's two pounds of beans, one pound of sausages. Uh, yeah, exactly. Surrounded by toast. Yeah, it's like right. this giant thing surrounded by toast. And I'm like, I was like, wow, we really aren't that different, are we? Right. And if you get it, you get like this goofy crown that has like sausages on it or something <laughs> like, weird. I feel like they would never, I feel like that's great. They would do that in the US, but I feel like they would never disrespect the crown like that over there. They take that shit too seriously. That's We would do that right. here because we don't have true. any respect for the, I mean, authority. I'm okay with that though. I, uh, anyway. Um. So why is it? First of all, an eating challenge. Let's let's explain what we're talking about mm-hmm. first. Sure. Uh, these eating challenges. Idea. Usually, these are challenges put on by restaurants around the United States or <laughs> the UK. And honestly, let's let's be honest. Probably Australia too. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> Actually, here I'll I'll take a look while you're talking. I, but I I agree with you. I'm sure Australia probably does have some. Um, and what and what they are are there these there are challenges where a restaurant um, challenges you to usually um, it's some form of their signature meal and they challenge you to eat a gigantic portion of a mm-hmm. certain meal um, whether it be just you have to finish this whole thing or you have to finish it within a certain time. Yep. Um, um, and if you do it, you get some sort, literally some sort of nominal prize. Usually, yep. usually, usually the, prize, the food's free. Yes, usually they'll pay for the food. Yeah, and, and 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 then after that, they maybe they'll put your name on a wall. Yep, maybe they'll give you a T-shirt. But I think the T-shirt is probably about the peak of, of prizes you're gonna get from these things. <laughs> exactly. Or if you ever watch, um, if you ever watch um, Man vs. the food? regular show. Oh. <laughs> uh, they 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 did that egg egg uh, challenge that one time breakfast challenge and he got like an excellent trucker hat. Um, so yeah, so like goofy food and apparel. Exactly. And so I did look, Jared, and you you're. Uh, your preconceived notions of Australia were absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, let's quickly just go through a couple food challenges in, in Down Under, just because these are these are interesting. All right, why not? Why not? Um, 
Because these are a little bit different than I think our, our American food challenges. Now, they are the same in the fact that you need to eat a ton of food, but the, the food that they're serving is a little bit different. So here, I'm interested. Here's the first one in North South. I think NSW is North South Wales, isn't it, in I Australia? believe so. North uh, South Wales, but I believe you're right. But I think so. New um, South Wales. Or that's what it is. Thank is you. Is that what it is? Um, I don't North know. North South Wales makes no sense to me. That's true. Anyway, so this is called the Man versus <laughs> the Meat Challenge. Wales. It is new. Okay, good. So so the man versus the meat challenge at ribs and rumps, QLD ribs and, and rumps and um, <laughs> NSW. The behemoth challenge requires Wales. you to eat 1.2 kgs of rump steak, one kg of beef ribs, 800 grams of chips, uh, which are fries for our American listeners, 20 grams of onion rings, uh, a cheesy garlic bread baguette, a garden salad. Uh, and 240 milliliters of sauce, uh, and you, you have 30 minutes. So, so hold Jesus, up. So that's a, 30 minutes. So that's almost two pounds, right? Um, or no, it's half a pound of. Or wait, hold up. Uh, it's I have to do the math here. Kgs. One pound is 2.2 kgs. 1.2 right? kgs is 2.6 pounds. Or thank you. Yeah, it's the other way around. Thank you. So yeah, so almost three pounds of rump steak. Um, Two pounds of beef ribs. That's insane. Yeah. That seems impossible. I mean, that's kind that of the point. <laughs> in 30, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but it, I feel like most of the ones I've seen, at least, I can't do it, but they at least seem holy possible. Holy shit. And listen that seems, to this, Jared, in 30 minutes. You have 30 minutes to finish it, uh, to receive the whole meal for free. They must have different insurance plus, over there, because some people are going to die. Oh, this is kind of cool, though. You get the whole meal for free, plus free ribs and rumps specialty steak knife. If you okay, think so this is a knife, dope. that's a knife. That's dope. But the thing about the free meal is I don't understand the benefit. Right. You get a free meal to essentially torture yourself. But listen but, to this, Jared. But if you get like a sweet knife, I kind of get that. But that seems literally impossible. I'd rather just buy the knife myself. <laughs> just, just buy Yeah, well, buy that's privilege talking knife. right there, That's Chad. true. That's true. Some people have to risk... Uh, Heart attack their, and exactly uh, yeah, all that just good their stuff. life for a knife. But and listen a free to this. Meal. So this is this is why this I think does have a funny Australian twist to it. If you can't finish it, Jared, your picture will be put up on the losers' wall, and guess how much you'll have to pay? Five hundred quid. Ninety nine. Ninety nine dollars. Ninety nine. I Australian dollars. Who cares? But, First of all, I would never do that challenge, so that w- there wouldn't right. be a chance of that happening. But that's a pretty crazy one. Oh, my God. Okay, here's another one uh, from Australia. One meter bratwurst challenge. One meter is how many feet? Is oh, that? Here we uh, go again with Chad trying to... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> how many feet is one meter? It's Dude, it's, I don't know. Three feet? <laughs> sound, sound, I don't sound know, but I also don't, take, I don't, also don't get, per, tr- pretend <laughs> to n- know and guess. Right. Yeah, so it's a little more than three feet because it's one point oh nine yards. That's yeah, that's crazy. So so this mammoth German sausage comes in a special long hot dog bun with sauerkraut, pork, pork, pork jus. Right? Isn't that how you say that? J U S. Pork jus, seeded mustard, and Dijon mustard. It'll set you back forty five dollars and fifty cents. But if you can finish it. You won't win anything except a fuller belly. What the hell? That's not even really a food challenge. It's just they yeah. have a gigantic ass hot dog you can eat that will cost $45. Okay. I, I wonder if there are probably a couple people in that area that are some sort of, that some sort of, you know, have some sort of ability to eat ridiculous amounts of food and just go there for dinner every now and again for a free meal. 
And it's like, can I get, <laughs> can I get uh, two? I'm gonna get one and then one to go. Um, <laughs> right. I feel like I would have to fast for like two weeks to be able to like eat this much, and then I wouldn't be able to eat for another two weeks. Yeah, I don't have any ability to to uh, to stuff myself like that. Like I'm not even I'm not one of those people on like Thanksgiving that's like, oh my gosh, I can't even move. I I, I like I essentially eat slightly more than I would for a normal dinner, you know, or okay. the same amount depending on the day. Uh, I, I I don't have that overeating ability, I mean, not to brag, I guess. Let me ask you this, though, Jared. If you had to compete in one of these food challenges, would you be going for something mm. like a like a burger fries kind <clears throat> of deal? Would you be going for a pizza, pizza, John, a, a spicy wings, John? What uh, what what do wow. you think would be your Do you know where they preference? use John? Do you know where they use that? That's uh, Pennsylvania, right? That's Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I would probably go for um. See, I don't like the idea of. I like the idea of maybe something donut based. I like that you say that, Jared, because like a, a good, okay, I want to mention this one one kg, so two point two pound donut, apparently at the Kenilworth Country Bakery in Australia as well. Can you imagine, dude, a two pound donut? Uh no, I can't. <laughs> That's just crazy. Uh, I would also go for something Italian, whether it be a pizza, whether it be some what sort about of a large... pasta challenge. Yeah, that's ex- yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Some sort of large pasta challenge. Um, I would not. I'm not interested in a, something burger based. Uh, for example, actually, I'll give you one. This is uh, in Arkansas. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. <laughs> this is in Arkansas. <laughs> And it's uh, at a restaurant called The Pig and Chick, and it's in Sherwood, Arkansas. And uh, attempt to find the Sarge Burger. Uh, in uh, I misread the sentence like someone from Arkansas would. That was so rude. Attempt to finish the Sarge Burger in 30 minutes or less. A feat accomplished by one soul to date. Only one person has done wow. this. Wow. The burger contains four pounds of beef and one pound and a, a one Jesus. pound bun and plenty of fixings. It's also got cheese on there. Not a lot of cheese, but just like one giant piece of American cheese. Finish it in less than 30 minutes and it's free. And there's also a giant plate of fries. I don't know if you have to finish that too. You know, I, I wonder do- why it seems like so many places 30 minutes is always that kind of golden time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, a lot of these places, the point is kind of to make them impossible, first of all. You right. Know? Well, sure. Um, and the thing about this, the thing I don't like about the burger is you cannot pick up a four pound. It's not a four pound burger. The actual be- beef is four pounds. It's right. at least five pounds because the bun is a pound. You can't pick up a five a five pound burger. And let's be honest, Jared, eating a burger with a fork and a knife is about as un-American as it gets. Uh, yeah, exactly. I would never be caught dead on camera in Arkansas eating a burger with a fork and knife. That's right. That's grounds for a shoot. I think they disqualify you from the challenge if you eat it with a fork and a knife. But yeah, do I wanna... don't know how you would eat that. That would be crazy. Now, uh, I want to ask you what would be an ideal challenge for you. But before I do, mm-hmm. I'll give you some time to think about it. I can tell you what would be probably one of your biggest nightmare food challenges. A fish challenge. Uh, it takes place in California, Lomita, California. Mm-hmm. There has this is this, it happens at a restaurant called Sushi Delight. Yep. Okay. Uh, there has been uh, 
there has never been a more delicious way to. Uh, that's a, this is a terrible sentence, and I'm I'm gonna read it, <laughs> but I don't support the sentence at all. And this is a this whoever wrote this article should be arrested. There has never been a more delicious way to commit Harry Carey. What? What a terrible sentence. What is Harry Carey? That means to commit suicide. Oh, um, um, Harry Curry. Isn't that how it's pronounced? All right, Chad. All right, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me for uh, my Japanese accent not being on point for you. You're like, oh, if you said it right, I'd know exactly what you meant. Six pounds of uh, spicy tuna, lobster, imitation crab, and 15 other ingredients, all wrapped in seaweed and covered in three sauces. Oh. Uh, finished by your lonesome in, <laughs> in an hour and get uh, the thirty-four ninety-five roll for free. First of all, that seems super cheap for that much sushi, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Like, I'm not a sushi head, but that still seems super cheap for the, uh, well, I've that seen much a, sushi. A lot of these food challenges, I was surprised when they would like write, you know, if you can't complete the challenge, this is what you pay. I found a lot of them that were like under yeah, 30 bucks. Kind of reasonable. Uh, that right. seems reasonable for that much sushi, to be honest yeah, with maybe, you. Yeah, maybe you should just do the challenge and just, just don't be, eat oh, it. I yeah, can't but I eat it. I, I guess really I got to like take it home. Either. Here's another uh, thing that's going to turn me off of a challenge like this. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it when I read this. Covered in three... And I can see the food, obviously. Mm-hmm. When they say covered in three sauces, they mean covered. I don't want something that's highly sauced up. Mm. Whether You're that not be trying wing, to get lost in the sauce. Whether that be wings, whether that be this uh, Godzilla roll, by the way, is what they call it. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> whether it's... Oh, here's... Uh, like, I, I don't want... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want anything that's sauce covered, you know, because that is just a level of disgust on my face and hands that I'm not interested in. I'm not interested. Plus, in. I mean, what if you don't like the sauce? There's no guarantee that sauce is going to be good. Yeah, Chad, this is coming from you, and I agree with you to a certain extent. But you're also super picky. Anyone that's doing a challenge like this probably isn't that picky. That's true. Like let's not ew, yucky. And, I don't and like if the you sauce. can eat that much but, uh, food, I would eat as 30, well. I would eat ten pounds of sushi, but I don't like the sauce. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. All these different, all the different food challenges, the steak challenges. This is probably one of the craziest That's ones. That's a classic I found American here. one. That for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the idea of the steak challenge. That's got to be a classic American thing. The right first there. time I ever heard about steak challenges was actually via The Simpsons. There's a Simpsons episode mm. where uh, Homer is eats this steak, and I guess the guy who held the previous record um, is mad that Homer broke the record. So the other guy tries to beat the record again, and then he ends up dying because he ate just too much food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, and it's not even that's not even that far fetched of a joke. I mean, it's funny, but it's not even right. that far fetched of a joke. Right, not not for us Americans. But listen to this, Jared. So here here's the challenge. It's in uh, Amarillo, Texas, the Big Texan seventy two ounce steak challenge. Uh, By the so way, the ch- explain explain what this restaurant looks like. Do you see what the restaurant looks like? Um, I do not actually okay. see. what it I'm, looks I'm like. on I'm on the website, so I, so I see what the restaurant. So you looks tell like. me what it looks like. And it is uh, what you expect. It's it sort of looks like a uh, there's some longhorns like, somewhere on the wall, probably right. Uh, there are uh, 
yo, <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm looking all over for longhorns, and I look just slightly to the right, and there is a giant head of a bull. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, no, there's a giant head of a bull, so big that it, I, 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 uh, that I, I didn't even notice it. Uh, yeah, and it's sort of that old school, like wooden sort of saloon structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's got the uh, the old school metal and wood. Big enough for the two of us. A uh, windmill out front. Yep. And I see just in this picture on the top on the website, I see one, two, three, four. And this is just in this picture, you know, this is not the full front of it. I see four. Uh, I take that back. Five uh, Texas flags. Nice. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Okay. So please explain the Listen, challenge. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this challenge has been around since 1962. When okay. Bob, when Bob, or uh, also known as R.J. Lee, that just sounds like a Texan right there, invited some cowboys to pay five dollars to eat as many steaks as they could for an hour. Uh, whoever ate the most would get his entry fee refunded. The very hungry winner consumed seventy-two ounces of steak, along with shrimp cocktail. Uh, rolls, what? salad, and a baked potato, just shy of 96 ounces. The John Candy's character, Chet Ripley, powered through in the Great Outdoors movie, setting the bar for the challenge for more than 50 years. While competitors don't have to eat all the side dishes today, they still get the massive steak for free if they can eat it all. I can give you, you know, I'm on the website. How about I just, there's 11 actual rules to it. I can just run through them real oh, quick. Oh, let's hear them. Yeah, let's hear them. So these are the uh, according Wait, to. Wait, can the I guess them? Can I can I give you our untranslatable rules sure, first? Sure, why not? Sure, why Rule not? Rule number one, Jared, you need to be wearing a cowboy hat if you're eating this uh, Texas Steak Challenge. Uh, that is rule number one. Hat. Yes. Uh, no, rule number not, two that's is, not rule is number one. Um, <laughs> no, I actually I have no idea what the rules are. Let's okay. see. Okay, the entire meal. Uh, rule number one: the entire meal must be completed in one hour. If any of the meal is not consumed, and by consumed in, in parentheses they say swallowed. Dot dot dot. You lose. <laughs> uh, before rule number two, before the time starts, you will be allowed to cut into the steak and take one bite. If the steak tastes good and is cooked to your satisfaction, we will start the time upon your uh, acceptable approval. So it can be staked to uh, staked. It can be cooked to your uh, preferred level of cooked. Um, I like you know, mine walking. So you can test it first. <laughs> yeah. I like my, yeah. Kill it and then sear it just on the side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the time will not stop and the, con- the contest is on. So make sure before you say yes. Uh, rule number three. Once you have started, you are not allowed to stand up, leave your table, or have anyone else touch the meal. (laughs) Rule number four, you will be disqualified if anyone assists you in cutting, preparing, or eating of your meal. This is your contest. Rule number five. Do they have a rule about um, like what type of knife? Can you bring your own knife? Well, I'm on rule number five. I'll let you know. All right. Why would you ask questions as I'm reading the rules? Because I'm curious, (laughs) Jared. This is exciting. (laughs) <laughs> we're we're gonna find out together, Chad. Right, I'll let you out. know. I'll let you know in a second. Rule number five: You don't have to eat the fat, but we will judge this. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, rule gristle. number six: uh, Should you become ill, the contest is over. You lose. Please use the container provided uh, as necessary. Rule oh, number God, seven: they Give you a container. <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course. You think you, you think this is their first rodeo? Pun intended, by the way. Right. I don't have fully my, intended. I don't have my uh, uh, rim Yeehaw. shot either. 
because I, I haven't transferred it over. Um, you uh, Rule number seven, you are required to pay the full amount up front. If you win, we will refund 100%. That makes sense. You know how yeah. many? They probably, that probably wasn't the rule at the beginning. <laughs> probably rule not. Eight, you must sit at a, a table that we assign. Rule number nine, if you do not win the steak challenge, you are welcome to take the leftovers with you. All right, nice. Rule nice. number 10, I mean, why not? You paid for it, of course. It's, right. norm, it's just a normal meal at that point. Yeah. Uh, rule number 10. <laughs> normal uh, meal. <laughs> <laughs> no consumption or sharing of the leftovers is allowed in the restaurant once the contest is over. That's hilarious. That's funny. So it's like if you fail. They're shaming you. Yeah, if you fail, don't eat that shit here. Take that shit home and eat that shit in the privacy of your own home. Right. We, don't want to, we, we don't want other people seeing you eat your right. failed Use, use your leftover steak to wipe your tears away as you're crying and enjoy. And if you fail, in the rule number 11, if you fail to complete the challenge, you must pay the full $72. Okay. I mean, that definitely seems like a $72 I feel like $72, dollars worth of dollars, I would say that's a might even be a decent deal. 72 ounces. Well, is a dollar an ounce a good price for steak? I don't... Not up on my uh, well, steak it's prices. It's not even just a steak, though. I mean, it's also um, it's also the baked potato, the shrimp cocktail. Uh, you said what was? You said there was something else too that I missed. Um, Maybe uh, some sa- side rolls, salad or something like that. Rolls. And rolls. Yeah, there was a side salad and rolls. Yeah, that's so. Um, <laughs> that's just unreal. So, like, I mean, that's that seems like seventy two dollars worth of. It is to me. I could make that last a week, probably. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, without a doubt. Um, so yeah, that that seems like a that seems like a fun challenge. Uh, that one doesn't seem that bad. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it, but I would easily eat all that food. Oh, for Here, sure. Here's, a, here's an interesting pizza one I'll give you. This is called the Pizza Party in Santa Clara, California. Eat one belly buster, 20-inch pizza with cheese and two toppings in one hour or less. Unlimited water is, in, uh, is included with the pizza, but you may not dip your pizza into the water or any other drink. You have to... Oh, damn it. Oh, you, excuse me. You have to keep all uh, it down and clean up the mess if you vomit. Finish and you'll receive your entry fee back um, equal to half the cost of the pizza. You get half the cost of the pizza back. A t-shirt... That just sounds like a bad deal. Okay, And all a right, picture continue. on the wall and a free extra large pizza every month for a year. What? Now, that's a damn deal. Bro. That's a deal right there. That's a damn deal. You See, trying I, to go I to was, Santa Clara? Uh, it's probably a lovely place too, let's be honest. I was a little thrown off because the pizza that I see has like these has like what looks like either garlic knots or to be honest with you even like a homemade bagel bite as a topping on it so that's why go. i was thrown off by the idea of two toppings pizza flying like, the pizza is one of the other toppings more pizza <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it oh here's another challenge by the way that i could fully get on board with i know you're a picky eater so let me get your opinion on this okay uh, this is actually another California challenge. I'm surprised at the number of California challenges. I saw quite a few from there as well. This is uh, San Francisco, and this is at the Pho Garden. And uh, oh, this is yeah, it's eleven uh, pounds, right, of Pho. Step up to eat three large bowls of Pho Garden combined in one massive trough. <laughs> the meal contains two pounds of. Well, do the math while I'm telling you what's in okay. it. Okay, all right. The meal contains two pounds of noodles. Oh, wait, there's only two ingredients that they're naming, so there's four. (laughs) 
And I thought for certain, I thought in two pounds of beef. If you see, and there's, but there's also, uh, but to be fair, there are also like the vegetables and stuff right, in there as well. Right. If you so it is more than just four pounds. I haven't had pho in a long time. I actually haven't either, except I got it last week and it was great. Oh, I, nice. You know, pho and ramen are great delivery items mm-hmm. because they give you the broth separately. And so it's great. And so you can get it feeling restaurant fresh because I almost always, when it comes to me, or you, you don't get stuff delivered. But even better for you because you, you're so far away from uh, civilization and good restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense. <laughs> uh, you could put the broth into just a pot and heat it up, and then it tastes uh, good as new. Right. <clears throat> so would you, do, would you get down for a pho or you say even a ramen challenge? <sighs> I don't think so. I, I, I like think, both of them, but I just don't think I could eat copious amounts of ramen or pho. I think this might be something I'm not going to say that I could do, but out of all the ones I heard so far, this feels the most feasible to me. Okay. Now, I definitely couldn't do it, but it feels feasible. So your two might be pho and ramen challenges. Maybe not ramen. Ramen, I feel like, has a little bit more uh, consistency in, in mm-hmm. it of, of food. I would right. say maybe pho is, is a little bit better suited. But okay. I would still throw in there that um, I would probably do pretty good with some sort of pizza challenge and maybe some sort of pasta challenge. I wouldn't do good at any of these, by the way, just to be clear. Do well, I should say. My English is terrible. Can I give you one more? Just I have one more, that I, another category that is super common. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went to a restaurant in Pueblo, Colorado. Because I used to live there, I had an internship there for one summer in college. I don't know if I, now I'm trying to remember if they had a challenge or if this was just a um, diners. It was definitely a diners drive-in and dive restaurant, but I feel like they might have had some sort of burrito challenge. Ooh. But anyway, this is also in Colorado, but this is in Denver, and this is the Jack N Grill, and uh, it's a challenge that was actually popularized through uh, Man vs. Food, very popular show here in the U.S. where uh, a guy, it doesn't exist anymore, or, you know, it's, you know, it's not a production anymore, but a guy used to go around to restaurants all over the U.S. and do all of these food challenges. Um, I wonder, is that guy still alive? Because I feel he's like still if alive. You, I heard a podcast with him a couple months ago. Because I feel like after two or three of these eating challenges, I don't know if my heart think, could continue to work <laughs> properly. I think he's in pretty good shape these days. I'm not going to say he's like ripped or anything, uh, but I think he's I think he's in pretty good shape. You know, I, I don't it's think man I, versus food, right? Yeah, I think his name is something Richmond or something like that. Something Richmond. Um, Adam Richmond, I think is his name. Um. Very good. Right? Yep. Am I yep. right? Adam Richmond. Yep. Um, and uh, so anyway, the Jack and Grill is a seven pound bur- burrito, uh, and it uh, eats more like a two, like a whole casserole than a burrito. Kind of looks like a casserole. A burrito um, casserole, eh? And uh, people who finish the monstrosity get their picture taken and receive priceless gloating rights. So you get your picture on a wall. Not worth it. Yeah, not but, worth it. But uh, now, obviously, now uh, when I'm telling you about these challenges and the ones that I'd be most likely to grill to mm-hmm. do, I uh, sorry, I was typing in Jack and Grill. Oh, by the way, Jack and Grill is permanently closed. Oh, that's I a just bummer. pulled them up on it, so you can't do this challenge even. So if you now, to. now your picture is just sitting on the wall of a closed restaurant. Yeah, someone just has it. In the, someone just has your picture in their home. Um, so um, obviously, these challenges that I'm telling you, I would be most likely to do. I can't do any of these challenges either. But the, but I'm wondering from you, mm-hmm. uh, just as as far as a 
enjoyment of food goes. Damn, I'm looking at the at the at the Google pictures, and uh, you know, even they have a, a giant burger too. By the way, but I, I see I see the Jack and Grill, and it's it's some to behold. I'll say that it's it's a it's a big ass burrito. Um, <laughs> what sort of foods would be most interesting to you so, as far as a food challenge goes? As something I have that it's two. like I know I can't. Obviously, I couldn't eat these things in reality. I would never mm-hmm. do these challenges. But in my head, when it comes to a food that I can just gorge out on, to your level, mm-hmm. what what food would that be? Yep, I have two. Okay. So the first one, and now this one as a food challenge just sounds terrible because this food that I'm going to say is not great in terms of just sitting out for long periods of time. Number one would be uh, I would love to try some type of nachos challenge. So this mm. one's an interesting one, Jared. This is coming from Las oh, Vegas. Be good. It's called the Nacho Challenge. Um, so who doesn't love a, a, a good Mexican dish and margaritas? These $55 nachos are filled with eight pounds uh, chipotle sauce, queso, mixed cheese, black uh, mixed cheese, black Ugh. beans, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, poblano peppers, poblano and picked jalapenos, taco meat, carnitas, fajita chicken, <laughs> carne asada. Actually, I'm rolling my R too much, but anyway, shrimp and sour cream. <laughs> so okay, so I'm sorry, but that one ingredient right there, the shrimp, might already disqualify me from this one. I do not like shrimp or seafood. It's so um, funny though. I'm looking at it. It mm-hmm. looks like something that you'd order for a, a party of like. 15 people like a giant catered nacho yeah, yeah it looks exactly. like a catered party platter right and now it doesn't say here so here you can finish under under 55 minutes will win you a free meal and a uh, one t-shirt so i'm i'm guessing though that means you have to finish this by yourself which how is it even possible if it's eight pounds of food how is that even possible <laughs> i mean someone's done it before i would say this would definitely fall into if if that if if this was ordered for a table and we were on a uh, a ski trip in school and forty of us were in a in a in a tour bus stopping at a random restaurant in Colorado. Did that be you gone said this in half was? an hour? Oh um, no, Las Vegas. Yeah, I would definitely take a take a, a bite or two, but. This definitely falls into the category of way too sloppy for a food challenge for me. Yep. Well, Jared, then you're really not going to like my second answer then, because my second answer <laughs> is chicken wings. Yeah, that's a classic. That's mm-hmm. a classic food challenge. Steak and chicken wings are probably got to be two up there with some of the classics. And I love chicken wings. So, and I do feel like if by the way, if there was a fry for, challenge, I could do mm-hmm. a fry challenge of some sort. But the, no challenge is just French fries. That seems kind of boring. right. Fries are always fries. You you have to do a burger challenge. I feel yeah, like there's got to be something else with it. But I could probably right. eat in. Uh, 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 infinite amount of French fries. Just to be fair. Anyway, go ahead. Tell me about I this mean, I, well, chi- I chicken wing challenge. Yeah, let me. Let me. Well, let I should have get. Oh, oh, here we go. 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 This one's different though too. So this one actually, Jared. And now I will say I have to uh, clarify. I would not be doing a wing challenge based on spiciness. Like there yes. are tons of wing challenges that it's like mm-hmm. eat this super duper spicy. Um, wing and here is one jared this is in brooklyn park minnesota it's called the ghost wing challenge at the uh, girvin grill notorious for their 10 blazing hot wings requires each person to demolish the plate of wings in 15 minutes or less you may be thinking 10 wings that's a piece of cake you will be taking this back when you find out that the ghost pepper is the hottest chili pepper and 400 times hotter than tabasco sauce yeah, see, that's a different kind of challenge. Not a different kind. I mean, it's still a challenge, obviously. But that's that that. So that's not even about how many. 
Like the, right. there's no there's nothing impressive about eating ten wings. It's, it's about is that how many you said it was ten wings. Yeah, it was ten wings. It's about it's about managing that that spiciness. Yeah, no, I have no interest in that either. I don't like I don't because that's I mean eating a lot of food is obviously I guess a level of pain as well. But I don't like I don't like those pain challenges. Like even at Buffalo right. Wild Wings, they had like I never understood the people that got like those blazing hots or whatever they call right. them. Right. Because it's like is that even enjoyable at that? And you have one heat? bite and then you can't taste anything else. Right. It's like, I don't understand the enjoy. Like, I like a little spice to my food, but I don't understand. Right. I don't understand pain, like pain. Yeah, I, I don't get that either. It's not but my hey, kink. some people are very uh, masochistic. Maybe well, during Jared, this you know, hot vac summer, I'll start getting into pain a little bit more. There we go. Th- there you go. Um, well, Jared, you know, after we do our spicy wings challenge, the uh, the best thing to do is obviously get some ice cream. So we need to head to San Francisco, mm. California. And do the kitchen sink challenge, which is uh, uh, consisting of three bananas, eight scoops of ice cream, eight different toppings, whipped cream, nuts, and a cherry. This massive like sundae may just be the sugar rush you've been looking for. Completing this endeavor in under an hour will win you free ice cream for a See, year. This challenge presents a unique aspect to it because it's not even... Uh, the time is very key because it's not even really about the amount of food, but it's about managing that um, brain freeze. Because I feel like in mm-hmm. theory, I could eat that much ice cream in an hour or that meal in an hour if it weren't for the brain freeze aspect. That would I have I have a I'm very I'm weak is what I'm saying. And I'm very <laughs> susceptible to a brain freeze. Brain so there's no way the I could scarf it down in time. I, our friend, my friend, but I guess our friend as well, Brad, mm-hmm. he is uh, a monster. Like, you know, I've seen him, you know, get like a shake, like a Jamocha shake, for example, and suck that bitch down in like, <laughs> in like five, ten minutes. And I'm like, bro, you're a robot. He has, he has no sort of like... Um, no brain freeze effect so he might be able to do that how is that he must be a cyborg man because yeah i don't know how you can (laughs) how you can do that i could eat that amount of food but it's it's the the hour thing it's like yeah i'd certainly get a brain freeze over and over and over again yeah well well jared let's uh i I do want to mention one last challenge at least um and this is from our our uh, brothers and sisters in england oh yeah great yarmouth england this is from jester's diner which is a perfect name i think for this type of challenge this is called the kids breakfast challenge k-i-d-z a kids challenge you say think think again Think again. Uh, it's called <laughs> the uh, Kids Breakfast Challenge because clever. of the sheer weight. It weighs the same as a small a child. Nine pounds of bacon, mm. sausages, potatoes, and mushrooms. Black pudding, which is, that's what that weird thing was, Jared. Ah. Black pudding. What the hell uh, is that? I don't know, but that was that weird <laughs> thing when we were the, talking about. It's not pudding the way we think about it. Right, exactly. Uh, bread, Ugh. eggs, beans, tomatoes, and hash browns it's blood to top sausage. the sucker off. Oh, it's bl- oh gross. So it's like a brute force. Okay, uh, yeah. Ugh. By the way, when uh, when when I mentioned earlier that the British like to get in on this, this is exactly what I was thinking about. Look at also this, this this toast makes me angry as fuck. It Chad. doesn't even look like toast. It doesn't even look like it was cooked. <laughs> that was makes toasted. me so damn mad. <laughs> Just looks like some that, white bread. I don't that even was know how butter managed to melt on that shit. 
Probably didn't. That makes me so <laughs> mad. <laughs> um, and then good you know, to, also good to know. I need to give you a trigger warning when we look at toast pictures from now on. That's good this to is know. Ex- this is this is a this is not look appealing to me because then also I hate I love tomatoes, but mm-hmm. I don't understand how British people manage to ruin tomatoes because I don't just like just like a plain roasted open tomato like that. And then also I'll say this: I don't know if they have seasonings in in england i don't think so that thing looks that breakfast looks bland as shit you know you'd think after being an imperial power uh in (laughs) india for so long they'd have some good seasoning and spices but uh yeah you think i mean that that's the same sort of joke they make here in the u.s about like a white people food it's like you think that they'd like it's and and i and you know i think it i my hypothesis at least in the u.s is that well for for centuries black people made most of these white people's food and so they never learned how to make food. And so then once the black people were freed, they took all the food with them that they were making. And then the white people sort of had to relearn how to make food on their own. That's just my uh, uh, assumption. So maybe that w- that's what would work with the British people, too, because this does not look appealing. And once again, I can't I got to I got to take this off my screen because this toast is angry. pissing me off. That we're, toast we're not going to be able to record so tomorrow because Jared smashed his uh, computer. He got so angry. All right, Jared. I do want to mention this, though. I'm um, uh, sorry. Once again, I always do one this. One last I know. thing. Um, I just want to mention this because this is by far, I think, the funniest name for these challenges um, that I have seen. This is called the Fire in Your Hole Challenge. And this is at Munchie's 420 Cafe. So I think the name Where's fits this with the... Uh, it's in Sarasota, Florida. So How does that you work? Eat uh so he's not even legal there um well that's just the name of the cafe my man um eating 10 hot wings doesn't sound too difficult right well these uh have once again the hottest once again it's the hottest pepper in the world and actually this was uh, apparently he did this challenge on man versus food he was only able to eat two of the wings on man versus food before giving up on the challenge let me let me read to you i'm looking at the munchies 420 menu Okay. Let me read to you the um, the little you know I'm looking so on the menu obviously some free advertising for Munchies 420 menu I guess who (laughs) cares they have a little um, little square that that you know for the challenge the fire in your hole challenge it's twenty six ninety nine consume oh excuse me come on into Munchies and consume ten fire in your hole wings (laughs) in twenty minutes in parentheses in parentheses must sign waiver. And win a free T-shirt. If you fail, your picture goes on our wall of shame. And then there's a uh, <laughs> there's a um, or asterisk at the bottom. For your safety, fire in your in your whole wings are eat in only, not served after 10 p.m. Uh, only uh, 18 to 55 <laughs> years old only. Waiver required. Available Monday through Thursday and Sunday. That is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I'm not, I don't, honestly, so here here are the, they have, so they have wings and they have a whole bunch of different, the top, the top uh, heat, let me start from, let's go from the bottom, teriyaki, honey barbecue, garlic, soy, mild, spicy barbecue, excuse me, spicy, I'm drinking a Topo Chica, spicy barbecue, ganja, I don't understand, I I don't understand this (laughs) beef-themed restaurant in Florida, Uh, ganja, gold rush. in Florida too, Jared. Sure, I mean, Florida's a big state, I get it. Uh, Gold Rush, Swamp, Hot, Kick Yo Ass, Hot, and then Fire in Your Hole. 
these names. Once it gets to I kick like how the last ass, two are ass related. That's yeah, funny. It's like, well, they know what they, yeah. It's like, why, why are you doing this to yourself? I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, well, we warned you. We gave you sufficient warning, you know, that's but true. yeah. Oh man. These eating challenges are something else, Jared. Yeah. I have to say, I am glad that I had a decent lunch before this episode, though, because a couple of these <laughs> might have made me a little bit hungry. That's for I mean, sure. The, the meals are some of them. I agree with you. They look delicious. It's mm-hmm. the it's the size of except for that the brief, size and the time except for that that's kids breakfast. Yeah, that's it's <laughs> it's the it's the size of it that's disgusting. Yeah, and the idea of eating it in thirty minutes or an hour or something like right. that. But they have um, to do that, I think, right? Because if you didn't have a time limit, you could, in theory, just sit there for like three hours and just slowly munch on your food, and then sure. get a free meal out of it, basically. Sure. Well, yeah, and that's not really a challenge at that point, right? Um, there is something uniquely American about the about overeating. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what that yep. is. We really, we really do. It's almost like this sign of like freedom to us, you know? Yeah. Where it's like no one can tell us that's too much. It food. really is. You're right. <laughs> You're right. One hundred percent. Because it really me. does. Because uh, it always does seem like it goes down to some sort of comparison against why we're better than other countries. Uh, right. And it's like we got an eight-pound hamburger here. <laughs> yeah, you won't find this in any of those commie countries. Well, right. <laughs> well, I do think there is an aspect of American culture where a lot of people do believe bigger is "quote unquote" better. Right. That's so, true. I mean, that's definitely a, a mantra. I'm go part big of or go home, culture, Jared. Culture in general. That's right. true. That's I do true. like though that a lot of these restaurants do have like a wall of shame. I think that's also kind sure. of hilarious. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. And in the wall of shame, it's not even really shameful. It's like no, no one, no one should really be embarrassed about not finishing these meals. It's just fun, you know. It's just good times and fun. Um, Americans though really do pride themselves on large portions, though. It is funny. We do. Uh, we it, do. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember hearing some uh, students abroad complain about portion sizes at restaurants. And I was like, we're in Europe, people. They do not eat like us fatties but in the states. What's the complaint? The they, they don't like wasting food because it's there's i don't know what's the problem it's not like you're ever gonna go hungry <laughs> right <laughs> right not not that was yeah, one of the most american these challenges <laughs> right no kidding hey what's the problem you hungry no okay then good shut up <laughs> exactly exactly i will say this though jared i was surprised when i looked i thought there would be at least a couple food challenges maybe in china because i tell you what I've seen it firsthand. Chinese people can eat straight up. I mean, it's so crazy um, yeah. just to go to restaurants and just see like all the plates and dishes and everything else. But, but I think our culture lends ourselves, our, like, lends itself specifically to that challenge aspect. Yep. Like, yep. it's not like eating a lot of food is one thing. We have that, sure. We're not the only country that eats a lot. We're not the only sort of overweight country. But then we also have that other aspect of being a, uh, I'd say in a way, sort of an over, overly sort of unnecessarily competitive country. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. And, that, and, and those two parts of our culture together combine to the and, bigger than your face steak. And we love bragging rights, too. So the yes. fact that you have those goofy ass T-shirts and picture on the wall, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Jimbo, go ahead, go over to <laughs> Steakhouse in Amarillo and you can see my picture after I had my 72 ounce steak. Hell yeah. Yeah, you know that's my Merca. face on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's me. My grandbaby gonna see this and be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, dude. Uh, well, Jared, I think uh, that covers it for the uh, competitive food challenges. Um, and I would agree with you. Yeah, very American, 
but also our our brubs and sisters in the UK also seem to enjoy this as well. Yeah, I'll need to learn how to toast some bread a little bit better yeah. to save Jared from uh, getting triggered. Um, I'm gonna start sending Jared pictures of toast to just see if I can calm him down. You know, properly cooked toast. You know, and I just we just um, last episode talked about how the bread. Or excuse me, about how English breakfast, or maybe was the last, yeah, when we were comparing yeah. England and the, about how English breakfast are kind of gross. And that was before I saw that untoasted toast. And that, and that <laughs> right. really just put the cherry on top of why this breakfast is is inferior to the superior American breakfast. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. For sure. That was great on Translate. Right. right or or the, or the, I'll give you a new one, or the black pudding that spoiled the, <laughs> the English breakfast. Oh yeah, finding you. out what that little hockey puck was didn't help either. That's true. right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, let us know what some of your favorite food challenges are at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, untranslate untranslatable one, the number one. Check us out on YouTube and Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Jekuyame. Muchas gracias, Shisha, and dos vidanya. By the way, uh, if you, if we were in the radio biz, that would have been great timing. Right at you get right at that change in the melody, that was mm -hmm. perfect. I think they. It's, they call it hitting the post, you know. I like. Uh, oh, these, nice! But okay. I, don't, I wouldn't really call that hitting the post. Hitting the post is like you know at the beginning of a song where they'll be like, "This is ninety-two-five, and we're cool. we'll be right back to you with the." And then the beat drops, yeah, and right then it's at the like, right time. yeah, and then right as they like you know fade out of them talking, the words come into the song, right? And that that's that's what they try to go for. <laughs>